This is the Andrew Birdship Podcast, Episode 9, Discerning God's Voice. Hearing God's voice is one of the most important parts of being a Jesus follower. Jesus often withdrew to quiet places to listen to the voice of his Father. To hear God's voice speaking to your heart, you've got to turn down the volume of the world. Once you've found the volume dial and silenced all of the noise of this life, how do you know that it's God speaking and not your imagination, or worse yet, the voice of the accuser of your soul? I made a list. It's not comprehensive, but it's perhaps a good starting place to use as a guide as you learn to hear and recognize God's voice when he speaks to you. And so I'll put this list in the show notes as well. But let's go through each one quickly, shall we? Number one, God's voice is a spontaneous thought that pops into your mind. Let me be clear, every spontaneous thought is not from God. I have fleeting thoughts about consuming frozen yogurt, my favorite baseball team lineup, and whether I left the iron on at home. When you're between sleep and waking in the morning, if a phrase, a concept, an idea, an urge, a strong feeling appears without any outside reminder, you should test it to see if God might be speaking to you. And God most frequently gets my attention when I'm not thinking about anything else, when I'm shaving, showering, driving, walking, or that time right before I wake up. Certainly the most ideal time is when you're taking 10 minutes of silence just to quiet your heart before God, to listen to Him. But God's not limited to just those times when you sit in quiet. The point is that God doesn't speak more to me when I'm thinking harder or trying harder to hear Him. The most profound revelations from God have all come in times of rest. The second way we can discern it's God speaking to us is that there is a repetitive nature to the message. Some people call it the divine echo. It's the concept that God will keep speaking the same thing until you get it. God doesn't play games or punish us because we don't realize that he's trying to communicate with us. I always think of the movie Bruce Almighty when he's asking God for a sign, and the truck in front of him is filled up with signs that he ignores. It's great news that God is so patient and gracious with us as we learn to discern his voice through all of the noise he often repeats himself. The third thing, suddenly you have some information in your mind. I think of it as in this illustration, let's just say I'm putting a puzzle together that represents a problem or a challenge in my life. And as I'm sitting at the table, I drop a few of the pieces on the floor, and I don't realize it. So Jesus quietly picks up the pieces, and he slides them in front of me. I didn't know I was missing those pieces of the puzzle. But all of a sudden, they're right in front of me, and I can finish that section of the puzzle I'm working on. There is this sense of, that just came out of nowhere. And it's God blessing us. The fourth point, when a phrase from the Bible or a verse number comes into your mind, it might be God. The Holy Spirit was given to us to lead us into all truth, to remind us of the words of Jesus. 
Sometimes a phrase from the Bible will just pop into your head. It's an invitation to read that verse, to ask the Lord for further clarity on how to apply it. God's word never comes back void. In other words, it always bears fruit in us. Sometimes hearing from God is a bit more like a treasure hunt, where Jesus gives us a hint or a clue, and he expects us to search out the meaning, or the meaning that he has for us. The fifth point, God's voice is quiet, calm, and confident. Even in stressful crisis situations, God doesn't get riled up and start yelling at us. He's never surprised. And even when there is a loss and pain, his steady character and approach puts our anxious hearts at ease. So while God's voice is direct and firm and can include showing us where we've blown it, even his times of exposing our shortcomings are kind and for our good. For the book of Romans says that it is his kindness that leads us to changing our minds or repentance. Sixth point, hearing God doesn't bring fear, judgment, or a feeling of condemnation. It is the tempting voice of the accuser of our soul that bears the terrible fruits of fear, shame, judgment, and condemnation. Anytime you hear a voice that leads you to the constellation of feelings, those things, you can be sure it's not Jesus that are speaking those things to you. There was a young husband that came to me panicked that he felt like God had spoken to him and said, your wife is going to die soon. And we quickly discerned that the fruit of that sort of message was filled with fear and being paralyzed and moving forward. As soon as we clarified where the voice was coming from, his relief was palpable. And Satan disguises himself as a force for good, an angel of light, but he's actually the father of lies. He's an imposter, and he's a dog. Number seven, when God speaks, it comes wrapped in his peace. The presence of overwhelming peace is always proof to me that God is present and moving. The atmosphere of heaven is not of chaos, but of peace. The enemy of our soul can't give you peace. He can only flatter you and try to puff up your ego. Satan is incapable of delivering a fruit of the Holy Spirit like love, joy, or peace. And when I think I've received a word from God, I just pray to discern if it's God or not. And it's the presence of peace that often is the tipping point for knowing that that word is indeed from God. Number eight, when you receive and apply a word from God, dissonance in your body dissipates. So what am I talking about here? Well, sometimes I feel like God's challenging me to do something that takes me out of my comfort zone. And while God's words are accompanied by peace, sometimes that peace isn't fully experienced until you lay down your agenda and you begin to obey. And it's at that moment that there is a release Sometimes even in your body, you'll feel a release. Others have told me that headaches and muscle pains stopped as soon as they chose to surrender and obey God and to do what he was leading them to do. So there is a relief and release from dissonance in your body when we obey what God has said, when it's truly from him. Number nine, God's words always lead you to love and serve others. 
Jesus' command for us to love one another reflects his kingdom most succinctly. You, you can't encounter God without experiencing some aspect of his love. James 4 tells us simply, God is love. And so you can't separate his character from what he says. To test whether a word is from God or not, it's critical that it lines up with the character of God and lines up with his written word, the Bible. Last point for this episode. When you decide to follow through on what you're hearing, there is good fruit. John 15 talks about staying connected to God like a branch is connected to a vine. The connection to the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5.22 is also really important to remember. If the Holy Spirit is speaking, then his fruits, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, will be present. When I think God might be prompting me to do something and I follow through, I'm always watching to see what kind of fruit comes from those actions. When the fruit is disproportionately great, I know then that it really was God speaking to me. And sometimes you won't know if it was really God until you follow through in obedience to the word you've heard. And we're all constantly learning to recognize God's voice and to learn to obey him. The key to growing in this practice is to move toward the posture of humility and surrender, always listening and ready to obey. So may God bless you as you live into this adventure of hearing God's voice for yourself.